0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Krimer and our friends at Krimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the beer house for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves.
1: I think we're ready. I don't know what that is, Jake, so... Something falling down from our... Equipment. Yeah, I don't know. It was
0: just sitting on the table. All right. <clears throat> All right, we'll go. In
1: three, two. Hey, it's David Vaughn and Lori Enright. Welcome to another edition of Rev Radio. It's uh, Sunday night, December the 22nd. It is here.
0: It is here. It is really hard to believe. I was really ahead and so prepared A month ago.
1: I know. What happened?
0: It all fell apart.
1: (laughs) It has a way of getting busy, isn't it?
0: It does. But I enjoyed it more. I've been enjoying it more this year, and I've gotten better at purposely and thoughtfully enjoying the holiday season, even with all of the hustle and bustle.
1: And it seems, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but does it seem as you get older that the pace picks up, or do you think it's decreasing?
0: No, the pace picks no. up, and I always yeah. try to figure out the ways to simplify yeah. and think that that's going to happen, but Slow it just down. seems to get more complicated. Yeah,
1: yeah, every I year. know. Well, church, you know, church world is. I had a couple of guys text me and say, "Hey, we haven't been out to eat. Hey, we have, uh, You want to go to Top Golf? Hey, you want to do this?" And I was. It's like this week, and I say, "I don't know if you truly understand what I do for a living."
0: Yeah, this is like it. I
1: said this is like Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve and Easter, like the week of that or the week ahead of that. This is like kind of busy.
0: See, a lot of people get time off. There you're you go. They're like, no, this is overtime.
1: There you go. <laughs> and they're like, well, why are you? I, I don't think they're sitting around over here eating those wonderful Christmas cookies that people give us. But yeah, and you know, for preachers, you know, they want to deliver the best message they can in and around Christmas. So you know coming up i've got we've got christmas eve service here in just a couple of days
0: When are, when are the services yes, They can, thank can catch you for a lot asking, of them right
1: 1:30 o'clock, and 4:30 uh for christmas eve so pick the one that matches your uh, family schedule mm-hmm. uh joe uh in just a second i'm sure we'll talk about that uh but it's a family friendly deal so bring your family and but we'll have uh, coffee here uh, we intentionally have the service be a little shorter So it won't be too long. Uh, But uh, I hear Santa will be out uh, and about uh, somewhere that time. And uh, it'll be great. We'll sing some Christmas stuff. We're going to talk about peace. What is it like to have peace in your life? Which everybody kind of needs. Everybody has
0: peace with their families at the holidays. Of
1: course they do. Everybody has peace. So, you know, we've lied a lot on this show. But at least we tell you (laughs) when we're lying. Uh, But let me just pause since I mentioned Joe. Let me just pause for a second and uh, let him talk a little bit about what's going on. It is a busy week. And the Sunday service, you know, uh, afterward is different than the 22nd. So we had a different service today than Christmas Eve. So uh, whatever time you come, especially for Christmas Eve, come on over. We were slammed last year. I think at one of our services we had like fourteen or 1,500 people, and we only see 1,200. It wow. was crazy. So
0: what I, I'm trying to think because I think, and I correct me if I'm wrong. In years past, there have been sometimes where there have been services on more than one day, but that's probably Easter. Right. What's, so is it better to if you're trying to have a lesser crowd, are you better earlier. to come kind of earlier? Okay, earlier. Yeah. That's think, what I'm doing yeah. naturally.
1: My sense is earlier is better. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of reasons. And some people work half the, a day now Christmas Eve, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are off all day. It's kind of like another holiday form. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say earlier is better if you want to beat the crowd and, uh, and get me fresher. When wow. I talk, you know. So, we used to have eleven o'clock, like a kind of a midnight mass kind of mm-hmm. service uh, on Christmas Eve. Man, by midnight, I was going to sleep in my own sermon. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a good a good thing. But anyway, let me pause. Let me have Joe just share a little bit about what's going on because there's been a bunch and it's really good. So, uh, Joe, uh, tell us what's going on.
2: Last week, Beth Guckenberger spoke here on Thursday and Sunday. She talked about Mary's song that she sang as we're in our Tis the Season series leading up to Christmas. And Mary's song had a lot of joy in it, but it's, it's not just she was happy. She literally experienced joy in a season where she was really scared. So if you listen to that, hopefully you were encouraged and inspired to uh, find joy, even in some seasons that may not feel like they should have joy. So watch that uh, or listen to that on our mobile app if you missed it. Beth is an incredible speaker, but I love specifically just her authenticity and her storytelling from her years of being a a missionary on uh, the field, and she knows what it is like to experience joy in tough situations, so I highly encourage you to listen to that. Uh, Last week, we had our toy store on our campus, and folks, hundreds of People were blessed in a season of shortage. They got to come and show up and be met with people and develop relationships. And, of course, the, the thing that everybody comes for is toys. Uh, so they were able to shop uh, in, like, a, basically a custom store that we created, uh, and they can shop for all their kids. The kids get to spend time and hang out uh, with us and do crafts and games and things like that while they do that. We had Santa here. We took portraits. It was just a great time. So hundreds of volunteers pulled it off. So if you were a part of that, thank you for making a difference in people's lives this season. You are the embodiment of Christmas and generosity. So it's not us, Whitewater, it's you. We're like You're doing this, and we're just kind of helping facilitate. So thanks for doing that. Those who donated toys uh, know that those toys are going to be unwrapped on Christmas, and kids are going to experience a little bit of joy at Christmas. And then we hope... All those relationships going forward that we've developed, we can continue to develop those and invite them into this uh, source of this joy, which is Jesus. So, uh, so cool that we got to be a part of doing that. Uh, If you want to be a part of things like that, we do things like that all year long through our Life Center. We're resourcing people in a season of shortage in hopes that we can have some spiritual conversations uh, down the road. So, you can be a part of that through giving or volunteering of those types of things all year long, not just Christmas. But uh, that was a really cool thing. Glad we got to do it. This coming week, David's continuing our series, Tis the Season for Hope. Uh, So as we talk about hope, that's a big deal around here because that's in our mission statement, help people find hope in Jesus and a home in his church. And actually, we're going to return to that theme next year during a hope campaign that you'll hear more about. And hope is one of those just like underestimated factors that just allows us to keep going, but it's actually kind of hard to define. And so we're going to kind of explore that a little bit this week. I want to encourage you to be here Thursday or Sunday or watch us online. So that is a really great season also to invite and bring somebody with you. Um, so it's really easy to invite at Christmas just because people are open to hearing some things. So not too, uh, not too late to start inviting for Christmas Eve, tell somebody to come out with you. It's going to be a great family-friendly service. We're going to be telling stories, singing lots of songs, and uh, it's going to be a super great time. So here's this week's devotional uh, coming out of Psalm 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in His word I put my hope. So has there ever been a time in your life when you felt hopeful? Hope is an optimistic state of mind that's based on an expectation of positive outcomes. So the expected arrival of a baby, for instance, is a very happy and hopeful time. I've experienced that myself twice. I can tell you there's lots of hope. A little bit of fear, (laughs) mostly hope. There's a prophet in the Bible named Simeon who is also feeling hopeful. He was a righteous and devout man of God who was eagerly waiting the Messiah's coming and rescuing of Israel. So the Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So when Mary and Joseph came to the temple to present the baby Jesus, Simeon, of course, was there. He took the child, blessed him, saying, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. He is the glory of all your people, Israel. So here's a question for you this week. Who do you know that may be feeling hopeless? who's feeling hopeless this season that's around you, somebody in your family, or maybe a neighbor, maybe it's you. Maybe you feel hopeless. How can you feel or express God's hope and love this week? So personally for me, when I start to feel kind of down and hopeless, and I don't maybe feel like I have a lot looking forward to, uh, here's what I do. I look for somebody else that's hopeless and try to bless them and love them. And an uncanny and crazy thing happens I feel filled up, and I feel a little bit more hope. So think about how you can spread hope this season, not just through giving gifts, um, but meeting somebody in a a pain point or a need that they have, somebody that's uh, going through a season where they don't have a lot to look up to. So pray this prayer. Dear Lord, life can be difficult at times. Help us to realize that we're not alone. We're never alone. You promised to never leave us or forsake us, and you sent your son as a guarantee they will never feel hopeless again. Help us this week to hope and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: I told you, Lori, there was a lot going on. There's always always a lot going on, and it's kind of the end of one year, beginning of another. And I see a box here in our radio booth with my name on it.
0: It does what have your name it, what on it. What would that be? It's just a little something from really? me to you. And he's hesitant, y'all. He's I hesitant am a little to open hesitant. I wish this on we the had air. video
1: on this because I'm <laughs> uh there's no ticking in here, you know. So let me I uh, see <laughs> I see some ping. Is it like a uh, Jack of the Box? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm opening yeah. the top. And let me see. <laughs> oh, I already see a card which is like my favorite is from Top Golf. I just said something about that. You
0: did, see? And that's
1: exactly what... I can't use it this week, but this... Thank you. And
0: you know why? You're welcome. Thank no, you. I know I love you. And love you have, when you go and use it, you have to invite me because I recently went there for my first time. Oh, you did? And I love it.
1: Did you like it? it yeah. Anybody can do it. So even now I'm if putting everyone golf.
0: that listens now yes. knows...
1: Man, I think top golf should go. give us some kind of kickback, mm-hmm. because That we are. It is cool it is in a the lot winter. Of fun. It's okay, it's not cheap, but in the winter, at least it gets golf out of your system. Yeah, because they get the heaters over you, and uh, yeah. so yeah. And I've got uh, oh, I've got Anna, oh, a Christmas ornament too that says hope. That
0: that is what we're all about.
1: I. How did Finding you know that this, this is not only our mission statement, this is what I preached about this morning uh, at the service? Who knew?
0: I just wow,
1: had that hope. extra I love special that.
0: sense. Well, but no, because that is for, our mission.
1: It is our mission. And it is our prayer for all of you who are listening and, and continue to listen uh, to our show. And uh, next week on the show, we're going to talk to you a little bit about some of the changes that we see in the show and in our lives going forward in 2020. More about that later. But thank you, Lori, for hope, and I have hope for golf, hope for top golf. That is so Hope nice. for scoring
0: a lot of points.
1: I yes, thank you. I'm. I I can't wait for the next show. Let's see what else I get. You know? But, uh, yeah. Thank you don't for hold that. Your breath. Yeah. Don't hold my breath. Yeah. <laughs> So you can hear her opening her present, can't you? Because I didn't get Lori anything, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that My is so effects. kind of you to do to do that. Thank you for that. So anyway, I thought since it's December twenty second, just a couple of days left till Christmas Eve, that I would just go back to that simple story tonight. Uh, some of you listening on the radio, you, you, this is your tradition. You like that, and we we are so grateful that you've been tuning in on a regular basis. So I thought I'd just go back to Joseph and Mary and the wise men for just a minute, and maybe Lori and I can chime in with some additional inspiration and information uh, that might make this Christmas time good for you, because I, as I said this morning in the service, a lot of people are losing hope right now, Lori, in, in our life, in our culture, in our city. Uh, I quoted a stat which is staggering and sobering. That Cincinnati is the second leading, uh, uh, not only city, but state, Ohio, of which since we are in Cincinnati. I know that we are in Indiana, but it's all greater Cincinnati. Ohio is the number two, only one state ahead of us with more deaths from overdose and op- opioid overdose and suicide than Ohio. Wow.
0: It's not Indiana, is
1: it? No, it is not. I need to look on the list and see... Uh, Where Indiana ranked? Only West Virginia eclipsed Ohio. So Ohio is struggling with hope, and it's because of heroin or uh, fentanyl or I mean, listen, those of us listening to Eagle Country, we've probably all been affected by a friend or family member who's mm-hmm. OD'd. and it is Ohio is actually bringing down the uh, the longevity of people living. Wow.
2: The mortality
1: rate is not going up, even though people think it's because we're healthier, we got better medicine. The mortality rate is going down in the U.S. because of people taking their life, uh, either through drugs or or, uh, um, self-inflicted, you know, suicide. So uh, it's sad. We're bringing down the national average. So if ever there was a word needed, it's the word you gave me for my present. It's hope. And so we talked this morning about about that hope. And so this story uh, of Joseph... And Mary and the wise men that we hear often at Christmas is just full of hope. Mm-hmm. It's full of uh, words that maybe would speak into someone. So it, here's what it says in Matthew 118. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that conversation uh, between Mary and Joseph? Hey, I'm sure I'm, that went well. Yeah, I'm pregnant. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and it's from God. Yeah. Right. right. Only has never happened, never will happen again. But because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after this, he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Man, talk about a Christmas dream. This is uh, crazy. I, I You know, I've had some crazy dreams. Maybe because I ate Skyline or some some problem occurred. This is a dream. The angel said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. In other words, Joseph, God has not cheated you. He has chosen you. There's a difference. Some of you may be listening right now have got some distressing news this winter uh, this Christmas, uh, maybe something that was unexpected, maybe something that's a surprise to you, something that you cannot comprehend and you think God's cheating you. He's not, he has chosen you. And it says here, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. And this is the prophet Isaiah written thousands of years before Jesus was born. One of the ways we know that Jesus really was the Bible's truth because of the fulfilled prophecy. Uh, I mean, hundreds of prophecies fulfilled exactly in the person of Jesus Christ by people who lived thousands of years before. The virgin will conceive, give birth to a son. They'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So God is with us in our turmoil. For those of you who are struggling, maybe you're the one who's going to be the next statistic of um, completing suicide or uh, overdose even this week. Listen, there's no problem that's bigger than God, and He is Emmanuel, God with you. He can be with you too. So, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel Lord had commanded took Mary home as his wife, but did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name of Jesus not Joseph, uh, but Jesus. So, remarkable faith, I think, and courage and restraint. Uh, by Joseph, we uh, really lift high Mary, and and as we should, especially those of us who grew up Catholic, Mary's a big deal. Uh, But Joseph was a pretty big deal, too. Uh, This was a special guy selected to help be the earthly caretaker, uh, father of Jesus. So it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, during the time of King Herod, magi or wise men from from the east came to Jerusalem and said, where's the one? who's been born king of the Jews, we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And so we have a lot of imagery at Christmas with wise men of the star, following the star. Uh, lots of songs are from that. Uh, and when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. Herod was often disturbed. He was he cray-cray. Was I mean, did, did he was possessed with power and, and really insecure. And anybody he considered to be a threat, he was going to wipe out, which is what he did or tried to do with Jesus. So he called together the chief priests and says, where's the, the king of the Jews uh, going to be born? And they told him in Bethlehem. And then he says, he called them secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child as soon as you find him, report to me then I, too, may go and worship him. That wasn't his goal to worship. It was to murder. But I know a lot of people, Lori, believe it or not, they say they want to worship God, but they really don't in their heart. They have another motive. Um, and so, so I smile because some people really do get in a relationship with Jesus eventually. But initially, they come to church like because there's a, a, a hot girl uh, or there's a great guy or there's somebody's Guilting them into coming to church or there's some ulterior motive about why they came. And so they didn't come with the right motive, but they found Jesus in the process. But after they had heard the king, they went on their way, it says, and the star that the wise men saw went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary. They bowed down, worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures, presented him with three different gifts. You remember what those were? Gold, gold frankincense, frankincense, and frankincense, and myrrh. Very good. Look how much you have learned. <laughs> so gold was like the gifts for a king, and frankincense would have been a gift for a priest. They burned that in the temple. And then the myrrh would have been a gift for one who would die. Myrrh would be the perfume and the ointment that they used to uh, anoint uh, people but also prepare bodies when they die for uh, burial. And all three of those were seen. All three gifts kind of a symbolic foreshadowing of what Jesus was going to be. He was going to be prophet, priest, and king. He was going to be the son of God, the son of man. But it says, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, the wise men returned to their country by another route. Then this angel shows up again, which a lot of people don't know this in the story, and said, hey, you need to go to Egypt cuz Herod's going to try to kill baby Jesus so they went to Egypt so Joseph and Mary were in Egypt more than they were in Bethlehem mm-hmm. you know so which is a lot, an untold story so it says when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men he was furious gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were 2 years old and under i mean think about the weeping uh, the tragedy uh, the lack of comfort there and wiped out uh, every child they could. Of course, Jesus was not among them. He was uh, safe in Egypt, but it, it's very sad. And this was predicted by Jeremiah that this uh, exactly happened. So after Herod died, an angel of the Lord again appeared to a dream in Joseph, to Joseph in Egypt and said, go ahead and take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel. Those who were trying to take the child's life were dead. So they went back and they settled in a little place called Nazareth. And that is exactly where Jesus begins his ministry. So the Christmas story is not all joy all the time. You know, it's not a lot of jolly and it wasn't a lot of fun for Jesus. And it sure wasn't a lot of fun for Joseph and Mary and the people in Bethlehem whose children were ripped out of their arms and murdered by a ruthless dictator named Herod. So we think of Christmas now having been a good feeling. Mm-hmm. But in the original Christmas story, this is anything but good. And, any, and they needed hope. They had good reason to lose hope. But they held on to hope. Now the angel helped them, you know, uh, and God protected them and he will protect you. Uh, but this, this Christmas story is one that is uh, really, I think, critical to, to grasp, because the more you think about it, the more you realize how blessed we are to get gifts and to have hope. Just, I mean, I got an ornament, but man, think about it if hope is your life, you know? And so our prayer as a church family is to provide help and hope to people in a church home environment. And uh, we're still doing services on Thursday night, and we will not meet on uh, December twenty sixth. So if you're listening tonight and you think, oh man, I'm, I'm going to get that Thursday service in, well, you can come, but nobody will be here on that night. But anyway, come Christmas Eve, uh, but come the next Sunday, uh, and uh, kind of say hey to us, we'll be here. But that's the mission of our church, is to help people find hope in Jesus and home, and so uh, 9.30, 11.15 are Sunday things, and we're starting a new year off. Ironically enough, we're starting with a campaign called the Campaign of Hope because we feel like there's a lot of people who are in despair and a lot of people who are hopeless uh, in their life, but there's never a hopeless situation, only hopeless people, only people who have lost hope.
0: And I think a lot of people, and I say this for myself too, sometimes don't even realize that they are hopeless and they've lost hope. They you go about your day to day life thinking mm. this is where this is just it, this is what must be, you know, mm. planned for me or set for me. And you miss out on a lot of joy that you can have even through hard times.
1: Absolutely. Um
0: so finding good people and a good church to support you and help mm. give you good, you know, practical advice and and build you up when you're down, and that's what happens here. And there's a lot of people yeah. here um, who are dedicated to yeah. just that.
1: Well said, well said. And that's the other advantage of a church having a family. Uh, and when you're going through tough times, when you have hopeless situations, you need positive people speaking into your life, and people, I think, Lori, who don't act like they have all their stuff together too. Mm-hmm. You know, the church is uh, working right; is full of misfits. And people who have messed up and they're just desperately trying to make their way through life. And that's kind of our church culture. That's our DNA. Uh, You know, we want to get better and we're trying to get better, but nobody's perfect. We all make a mistake. Uh, And we all are just people who's, you know, seeking God's grace for our disgrace and moving on. And And that's really, if you think of Mary and Joseph, I think she's pregnant. I'm sure she was talked about by their culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's uh, God's baby. Yeah. Right. I know. We know that's Joseph's baby. I mean, don't lie. I mean, I'm sure that's what they are saying. So they're probably ri- ridiculed, uh, probably uh, criticized. So be very careful, uh, about judging people. That's my learning and lesson in life as a, as a minister, because you don't see the whole picture. And even if you think you do, only God knows the whole story. So this was just one chapter in Mary and and, uh, Joseph's story. And eventually, uh, obviously, he became the Jesus that we now worship today. So anyway, it's been a good year. Next week on the show, we want to talk about, kind of reflect on not only the year, but uh, the last couple of years as a show and kind of some great, exciting things we're going to experiment with in 2020 and maybe talk a little bit about your own life if you're listening Uh, Because it will be New Year's resolution kind of time. And honestly, uh, people do keep those uh, more than you think. There are a lot that fade away quickly. But a lot of people this time last year made some promises, and they kept them. And they made commitments to grow, and they are. and So that's wonderful. But anyway, I want to thank Lori for for this wonderful top golf thing and wonderful hope. uh, I'll put it on my tree. This will be great. And, and we want
0: to thank mm-hmm. Mark Krimer,
1: absolutely, From the
0: Kreimer's Beer House, absolutely. And we'd say it all the time. You know, we're we're thankful for his generosity to yep. help the show. He uh, provides
1: hope too, doesn't he? He does. <clears throat> yep. 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 He's
0: just uh, we're the microphone for the hope he's providing, yeah, and um, he's money. very generous to us, and wants other people to find what the big boss.
1: The big boss. Big, he's a hope giver too. So yeah, it's been a great run for Mark, and every time I talk to him, he's real proud of what God's doing, and we're proud of what God's doing down there at the restaurant. So I know what's on my agenda. As soon as I get done with Christmas Eve, I'm going to Top Golf With maybe, me. Uh, okay. We'll golf together, and we hope we'll hit good shots. And you won't judge. I, w- I promise not to judge. And I, I guess either. I'll have to stop at the beer house, too, and, you know, sell <laughs> it. So anyway, <laughs> thanks for tuning in again to another edition of Rev. <laughs> on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.
0: Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.